Praise the Lord. Time to receive from the Word of God tonight the passage that this title is built on. Bread from Baal Shalisha is only found in a few verses in the Bible, so let's take them in as we begin the message tonight. 2 Kings 4, verse 38. And Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land. Verse 42. Then a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley bread and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And Elisha said, give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, what? Shall I set this before 100 men? Elisha said again, give it to the people that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. There was famine in the land. Not a complete famine, but partial famine. The northern kingdom of Israel was wayward and apostate walking far from the Lord, and God began to send punitive judgments upon the land. As one of the prophets, Amos, said, God said, I caused it to rain on one city and not another. I withheld the rain from certain areas in the land because I was trying to get the attention of my people, but he said, you have not returned unto me. Corrective judgments began to fall. So there was grain in places, but no harvest in others. Famine in the land. The name Baal Shalisha was formerly simply Shalisha. But now it was named after the demon god that the people were worshiping. To think that a city in Israel, the inheritance of the Lord, was now called by a demon god given over to the devil and to the idolatry of the Baal system. I guess city council made, took a vote. I think of our province. When I was a boy, Alberta was called the Bible Belt of Canada because it was such a strong, powerful place of Christianity. Famine in the land, but there was a man, the Bible says, one of the 7,000 who never bowed the knee to Baal nor kissed his image. And he said, I'm going to take some bread of the first fruits. I'm going to bring an offering to the man of God. I'm going to bring an offering to the house of God, the school of the prophets. I'm going to honor God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And this man went out. It's the first fruits offering. The first fruits offering was the first ripe grain or first ripe produce in the land. It wasn't a tithe. Tithes came later. It was a representation. I'm going to bring first fruits to the house of God. It meant I'm going to give God the first and the best of my life and all that I have. I'm going to give him the highest. I'm going to give him the choice pieces of my life, of my enterprise, and all that I am. The first fruits. It was a special honor unto the Lord, a gratitude offering to the Lord. And so this man went out into the field, and he didn't just take any 
grain of the field. He took his sickle and he walked through his barley field and he found the best place where the barley grew. Not all grain grows equal in the field. And he took his sickle and cut down some of the grain and he said, I'm going to prepare this for the offering of the Lord. I want to show God I'm giving him my best. I'm giving him my first. The Bible says in Numbers 18, 12 to 13, all the best of the oil, all the best of the new wine and the grain, their first fruits which they offer to the Lord, I have given them to you. Whatever first ripe fruit is in their land which they bring to the Lord shall be for the ministry and the priests. But God talks about that first fruits offering. And so here was a man that decided he's going to bring the first fruits. Let's be like this unnamed servant, this unnamed Christian, that in a time of idolatry and wickedness and adultery in the land, false gods, he said, I'm going to bring an offering to the Lord. And he prepared and went to the house of the Lord. We must not cast in our portion with those who are lukewarm, the casual, the disinterested. You know what the Lord does with the lukewarm? He spits them out of his mouth. Revelation 3.16. We need to bring our God the best and the highest. This man from Baal Shalisha, though he lived in an idolatrous region, prepared an offering. He put thought into his offering. He said, I'm going to bring God something to show how much I feel about him, to let him know his worth in my life and in my family. And he prepared 20 little loaves, 20 loaves of barley bread. And then he rubbed out some grain, ground out some grain out of the, out of the head, out of the kernel. And he, and he took that grain separate and he wrapped those little 20 loaves in a wrapping and put the grain by itself in a separate pouch and he put on his knapsack and he said, I'm going to Gilgal. I'm going to the house of God with this. We don't know how far Gilgal was. There are two Gilgals if you look on your map in the, in the Bible, at the back of your Bible. There was one down by the Jericho, but there was another one in the central of the land where this man would have been in proximity. But we know at least he probably traveled 20, 25 kilometers with his knapsack on his back. If he went to the Gilgal by Jordan, it would have been twice as far. But can you imagine? I'm going to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. He went with joy. He went with gladness. He didn't care what the rest of the people were doing in the land. He said, I serve Jehovah. I serve the Lord. I serve Jesus Christ. And I'm giving him the best. And I'm giving him the highest. And I'm giving him the first of my life and all my increase. Genesis 4. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. Cain, a man from the Lord. What happened to him? And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground, and in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof, the best and the first, the choicest pieces. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, God had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. 
Both brothers could have brought the same offering. Gotten a man from the Lord. His child is of God. Abel brought the first and the best, the highest pieces, the choice offering, the greatest devotion of his heart before the Lord. But Cain, he just brought something of the fruit of the ground. Whatever, good enough for God. Some half-spoiled lettuce and some wilted carrots. God had no respect for his offering. But to Abel, who brought the first and the best, the highest devotion of his heart, God accepted and received his offering. Matthew 22, 37, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, but it's second. We bring the first and the best. We love the Lord our God first and best and with the highest and with the choice devotion of our hearts. We give our best unto the Lord, our best giving, our best worship, our best prayer, our best best time, our best energies, our best devotion, our best ministry. That's what goes to the Lord. Bread of the first fruits in honor of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 8, 3 to 5. The Apostle Paul said, For I bear witness that according to their ability, he was talking about the Macedonians, yea, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the monetary gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. He says that not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. It's God first, then us. I am second. All of us are second. It's the Lord first. Paul was quite surprised by these Macedonians. He said they went beyond our expectations. But he said they gave themselves first to the Lord. They gave that first fruits to God. And because of it, they were willing to pour out their lives in a secondary way. Matthew 6.33 But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things, material things, shall be added to you. Seek first, seek first, the best and the highest for the Lord. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Hallelujah. Those are the words of the Lord. That's what God says. So shall, so shall your barns be filled. So shall your presses burst out with new wine. Honor the Lord with your substance and give him the first fruits. Give him the best. Give him the highest. Give him the first of your life. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses will burst out with new wine. The principle of first fruits, the offering of the first fruits, giving God the highest and the best. There's a miracle in the first fruits. There's a miracle in giving the first and the best to the Lord. There's a power in it. 
As we bring the first and the best of our lives unto the Lord, God says, you let me take it from there. And even tonight, you may think the first fruits wasn't necessarily a large offering. It may have not looked like much in the eyes of men, but the Lord would say to all of us tonight that if we will give the first fruits of our life, though it looks like a small devotion, a small worship, a small ministry, that he will take it and he will multiply it because there's a miracle of God in the first fruits. As we devote ourselves unto the Lord, you give the first fruits of your life and you watch your life unfold in the years to come to the glory of God. Elisha said to his servant, the first fruits have come, 20 little loaves of bread. He said, give it to the people that they may eat. The servant gasped, what? 20 little loaves of bread to set before a hundred men, the sons of the prophets? These men are hungry. They're famine rationed. It's not enough. It won't provide. You'll embarrass the ministry, Elisha. Elisha said again, give it to the people that they may eat. He said, servant, why don't we allow the Lord to multiply some bread? And he said it before the people, and Elisha said, according to the word of the Lord, there will be bread enough for all this company, this congregation, and there will be bread left over according to the word of the Lord. Proverbs 11, 24, there is one who scatters and yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. I wonder if we weren't so close-handed, if we weren't so calculating, how many more miracles could God do among us and through our lives and through our families? Calculating human nature. We have to fight against it in ourselves all the days of our life. Because the miracle is in the first fruits. The miracle is in giving the first and the best unto God. Jesus said, Philip, let's feed the multitude. 5,000 men plus women and children, maybe 10, 12, 15,000 people gathered on the hillside. Philip, where shall we buy bread? Philip gasped. Lord, 200 denarii worth of bread isn't enough to feed this multitude. Nearly a year's wages wouldn't supply for them. It's no use. It's, it's impossible. Andrew overheard the conversation and said, Jesus, there's, there's a little lad here. His mom packed him a little lunch, five little loaves and two fishes, but what are they among so many? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Make the men and their families sit down. The reason some people don't get fed is that they don't want to sit down. They never sit down. They're restless. They're on the move. And because of it, they don't get fed. 
and they're always dissatisfied, and there's not enough, and there must be something somewhere else, and it's not good enough, and it, it doesn't meet my needs. And said, let the people sit down. Make the people sit down. And then Jesus did the miracle, John 6, 9 to 13. There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. And now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Elisha said, set the loaves before the people. Twenty little loaves of bread, other grain that the man had brought, but this was an immediate offering to satisfy the immediate hunger. But you know, bread goes stale after a couple, three days, and so the servant from Baal Shalisha also brought some grain so they could grind it out a few days later, have some fresh bread. Elisha said, set it before the people that they may eat. There'll be bread left over. When we look out, we don't often see as the Lord sees. Sometimes we say there's not enough. It's no use. It's not going to provide. There's going to be no result. But we need to put our trust in the Lord and know that he is the one who multiplies and he's the one who brings increase. And according to the word of the Lord, it may not look like there's enough finances and there's enough bread and there's enough ministry and there's enough prayer and whatever it is we need in the kingdom. But if we will give the first and best of our lives unto the Lord, the Lord will put a miracle into what we're doing. And the multitude will be fed, the people will be fed, and there will be 12 baskets left over. Don't pull back on your ministry. Say it's not enough. It's not enough. It doesn't seem, I don't think it'll do anything. It can't meet the need of all the people. Don't pull back on your worship leading. Well, I don't think it's enough. It, it looks so small. There's, it's such a need. It's not enough. Don't pull back on your giving. You say, well, I've just got my tithe and a little offering. Don't pull back on your giving, saying, well, it won't meet the need. It's not enough. Let God go to work with it. There's a miracle in giving God the first and the best of our lives. He will take it from there. It's not for us to decide what to do with the first and the best and how to administrate that part of our lives. We give the first fruits to God. That's his business. That's his call. Our call, our responsibility is to give him the best of our lives. And please, don't look over at Cain and see what he's offering and be tempted to offer something less. His offering wasn't accepted. 
say, well, you know, if I keep offering like Abel and Cain's my brother, there might be some tension in the house, in the family. Cain might get upset at me, says Abel. Cain might criticize me. Cain might persecute me. Well, we leave that with God. We leave that with the Lord. And who knows? Maybe one day, by the grace of God, there will be no more Cain a night in the house of the Lord. A people fervent, full of the Holy Ghost, everyone, powerful, armored up, faithed up, prayed up, full of the Spirit of God. Let's have the worship ministry come. Philippians 4, 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches. When we bring the first and the best of our lives, God begins to add his riches in with our life and our offering and our ministry. And sometimes we wonder, how does the ministry of the church, how does the ministry of the mission fields, how are the people touched, how are the needs met? It looks impossible, and to men it is impossible, but it's not impossible with God. If we keep giving him the first and the best, he will make sure the miracle takes place, the people are fed, and there will be supply left over. Give, Luke 6:38, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running out all over. Shall men put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you measure, it will be measured to you again. Let's stand tonight in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's tell the Lord, Lord, I'm giving you the first and the best. I'm giving you the best offering I can. Sundays, I'm going to be full of the Spirit. I'm going to come to the house of the Lord with joy. I'm going to be prayed up. I'm going to bring a sacrifice into the house of the Lord. I want to give you the best of my days and of my time, of my energy, of my ministry. The bread of the first fruits and the miracle of God comes upon our lives. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We're yours, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Father God, Father God, we praise you, Lord. Father God, hallelujah, Lord. Your name to be glorified in us and through us, Lord. Seeking first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. Honoring you with the first fruits and the best, O oh Lord. Giving everything to you, Lord, in first devotion. And then let our lives unfold, O oh Lord, as you will, Father God. 
but always you, the first and the best, O oh Lord, in everything, Father God. So we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young lives that are here tonight, young Christians, teenagers, young people, take the wisdom which the Holy Ghost teaches. Give your life without reservation to God. Pour your love, your devotion, your affection. Set your affection to the house of God and the word of God and the kingdom of God and you'll know the miracle. The powerful of the miracle. The power of the miracle will come forth in your lives. You will rise as men and women of God. You will see your ministries prosper. You will see your days blessed. You will see your families filled with the Holy Spirit and with purpose and vision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's worship the Lord. <laughs> 